0: With me. Oh. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. I think, I've got the, I think I've got, the first um, privileged Newcastle. I, I jumped off the bus and, oh. Uh, yeah, we love it. Yeah, yeah Mario Fanny? Yeah, Why I love you? I don't know why, but I love you. What's on the menu tonight? Throw lozenges?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think some um, some hot chippies from Henny Penny, maybe. <laughs> the
0: uh, staple diet in England's uh, fish and chips in Yorkshire pudding. We expect you to see you coming through customs with 180 kilos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't want to answer your question. I'm choking
0: How's the back, mate? The back all right? Yeah, right. Good, <laughs> mate. <laughs> it was better than... welcome back everybody to another late night chit chat the late night show it's back again a real stripped back laid back talk isn't it Storky? it's just a it is a nice way just to to kick back crack open a beer maybe a, a bottle of wine or something a little bit
1: of a little bit of just a little bit of the bubbly right? <laughs> just have a bit of a chat yeah just chat everything nights and are you a wine man Storky? Not really, to be honest. Not. Well, I really. do like a bottle of red. Comment away what you guys drink. I'm, I'm more of a red man. I've never really had a red. It's funny you mention that because I was actually thinking the other night that um I saw it on a TV show or a movie or something. I was like, mate, I don't think I've ever really tried many reds. I might have to try and get stuck in and yeah, see how it goes because I do hear a lot of people talking about it all.
0: Huh? Yeah, I do like a red. Um, especially anything, anything a-
1: you can recommend. Recommend oh, me around. I'm
0: not that much of, mate. Most of the <laughs> wine I drink is given to me. So I don't I don't go out and buy the stuff. I tr- I five, can't remember but, five dollar bottles. Oh mate, if you're spending any more than twenty dollars on a bottle of wine, mate, you're um you're kidding yourself. That's the beauty <laughs> of wine, mate. you can get a good drop. I am no yeah. aficionado. Um but nice to see the usual suspects joining us. Justin, Lockie, Christopher, thanks for joining us, mate. Mick, how you doing, brother? Uh Justin, give me a smooth whiskey. Not a wine boy, a whiskey man. Yeah. Um, I've never been able to drink whiskey straight. I've, I've, I'm have I've, always jealous of these blokes that can... Maybe I just haven't had the right one. Maybe it's just I'm drinking cheap shit that you can't drink straight. But I've always envied people that can uh, drink a, a nice whiskey, straight. you know,
1: on the rocks. Um, what was your shot of choice back in your day? Think back to when you used to go out and you'd you know, hit the town hard with the boys. And you'd oh. be hitting the shots. What was your shot of choice back in the day? Shit.
0: Man... When I was going it like at its probably peak was like the old Jagermeister. That was, yeah, that was everyone's go-to. Um, I remember one time, stupidly enough, I think we were having I don't know, it was Jim Beam or something, and we were drunk idiots. And for some dumb reason, we mixed Jim Beam with bloody ice break. Oh my god! I've never power spewed instantly fermented, mate. Oh, instant uh, regret. Just the, the technicolored
1: um, yawn. The uh, yeah, the dumb shit you do, mate. No, I didn't right. mind a bit of the old Sam Booker, straight Sam Booker. I hate it mixed with anything, but the old straight Sam Booker, really old liquor. Yeah, Mick often agrees. Oh, there we go, the mate. Sam Booker man. Sam Booker man, not too bad. I don't like it mixed. I don't know about you, Mick, but um, having shots of it used to go down pretty well.
0: Mm. Well, look, just yeah, the two of us again tonight, mate. Um, the big fella Sean's still on the mend. I see him in the comment section, so keep it an eye on us. Um. Yeah, the big fella's recovering quite well, which is hopefully very, he's back really on Sunday. Thing. I bet he's chomping at the bits to come back on Sunday, <laughs> mate. I bet you um, for sure. Now, look, guys, um, it is beanie for brain cancer around this week. Um, a great initiative by Grand Final Hero Mark Hughes, um, diagnosed with brain cancer in 2013, and ever since 2014 has raised over 24 million dollars for brain cancer research, which is incredible. We talk about fucking heroes in life. He is a living, breathing hero, Mark Hughes, truly. Um, the AIM guys, they want to hit $3.5 million this year. And if you want to help our boy Mark Hughes achieve that, get along. You can pick up. Both of us are wearing the, the, different, the two different beanies. Yeah, picked up um,
1: mine. My beautiful wife picked up mine today for me. So they're still out there. You can still get them.
0: Yeah, so all your lows or participating IGA outlets, twenty five dollars goes to a great, great cause. Um, we read out absolutely some very sad statistics um, during the Tuesday show, and one that certainly hit home for me and for, for any parents listening. Couldn't believe it that the number one um, cause of death, uh, disease wise, for kids, which was just terrible, terrible, um, and only only one percent increase in survivability in the last 30 years so much 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 needed research guys so um, i'm sure boozy would very very much appreciate all the night supporters getting behind this Extreme great initiative things. great city nrl continuing the support for mark hughes
1: so an interesting along. story with boozy actually i bumped into him this is speaking of going out back in the day you know with the boys back oh, okay. in the day i bumped um uh, into him up at the maitland brewery him and darren albert and mate, me and a couple of no. mates, it was you know early hours of the morning, and they um uh, they had their own bus, and they're like, "Hey boys," because we were chatting to them, and jump on the bus. So me and a few mates jumped on the bus, and our plan was to go back into the but the sun was starting to come up at that stage, so they dropped us off um close to where we had to go on the way. But mate, they were um
0: they were you didn't do oh, a Greg Marzu and you didn't do a Greg Marzu and not get on the bus. You were all over
1: the no, bus. No, no, right? I was mate. No, it was an experience, but I remember it was good. Oh mate, what a
0: story, Jesus. Yeah. Too pissed to remember the finer details or take? Uh, exactly. I just remember yeah. like
1: certain bits, but yeah. You're pretty sure it was them though. You weren't too pissed. It was up uh, two blokes that looked similar to them. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was some, you know, I don't know. I can't really say too much more,
0: but yeah. Nah, it was nah. good. But nah, get along guys. Grab your, your $25 beanies. You'll look fucking just as sexy as Storky knife. We can pull them off. You guys certainly can. Um, Now look, Storky. NRL 360 have the Knights back in their sights. Adam O'Brien's back in their sights. It's the coach carousel, but um, some interesting. How many time comments. they ever seem to talk about us, I know, right? I know. Um, and you know, a lot has been said about the West Group CEO Phil Gardner, Phil Gardner. So I thought we'd um have a bit of a a chit chat and let's have a look back at. You know, I did a little bit of research on the the history of how the West Group came to you know the whole deal with the with taking over the Knights and everything and get you guys your opinions on what they said now i'm going to paraphrase basically what i think was dave ricardo one of the journos on there pretty much said look uh phil gardner more or less doesn't really care too much about the Knights. it's just another arm of this you know massive
1: conglomerate business that you know he does own. So the thing is, he then went to like you know name all these different coaches like Wayne Bennett, Rick Stone, and Danny Baderus, who was only like interim coach. Those yeah. coaches weren't even under Phil Gardner. Exactly. I'm just sitting these half of these names
0: right now, going, mate, he had nothing to do with these blokes. And yeah, Danny Baderus interim. Like, what do you want us not to do? Just not have a coach? Um, yeah. I look. To be honest, so look, looking back, guys, we obviously know what happened during that terrible Tinkler era. Tinkler came in in own pretty much the knights from 2012, 2013 to 2014 with the Knights taking over ownership of the uh sorry, the NRL taking over ownership of the Knights in June of 2014 from the Hunter Sports Group a la uh Tinkler. Um now look the NRL do, did initially put out a tender um for ownership of the Knights. So putting it out, you know, to potential suitors, a buyer. Um They had initially actually asked West to begin with said to him, look, you can, I think the offer was roughly $10 million to buy the Knights. Plus they, they would sort of um, take on the debts at the time. And West group just went, no way unanimously just went, no, we're not doing that. Um, But uh, time moves along after no rule suitors jumped out during this tender process. Um, The, the Knights did circle back to West Group and the West Group put out a, a vote to their 140,000-odd members. Um, and it was a, I think it was a 93% uh, vast majority voting, yes. Um, and it was pretty much the deal, what what clinched the deal with West Group and the NRL was the commitment to a $10 million centre of excellence in which, you know, uh, government would match. So $20 million centre of excellence would be going up in Newcastle. Um, and then in September of 2017, in a transitional joint venture with the NRL uh, between the West, uh, West Group and NRL, co-owned the, the Knights for eight weeks for a due dil- diligence period of time. Um, and then as of November 1st, West officially took ownership um, and your likes of um, Matt Gidley standing down as the CEO uh, at the time. Now, um, do you want to – funny, funny story with Phil Gardner? Here's a little tidbit. I, I was doing a little bit bit of research. Phil Gardner took over the West Group back all the way in 1995. Stalky, did you know that? Going way back, there he's been go. at the top job for a long time. This bloke and his predecessor left that job to go run the Hunter Mariners. Oh, there you go. That was. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't regret that decision at all. No, I'm sure he doesn't at all, mate. You think? Wow, I didn't know that. So, um. Yeah, old Phil mate has been doing a long time. So since '95 has been running the West Group. So um, now look, the Knights have been notoriously—it's no no secret that ever since coming in the club in '88, they've always struggled financially. Um, that's hence why you know someone like Tinkler coming along was a was a, a, in hindsight oh, a mate, deal too money. too yeah. good to be true. Yeah.
1: Um, so came along, saved the club, but. Ever and since I did Europe. do some good things, like don't get me wrong, like you know, everyone like you know, shits on him, and you know, sometimes rightly so. But he did do a few good things. He came in saying he's going to lower price tickets, um, the, the price of tickets. Um, he came in and said he's going to have more fan interaction, and there was you know, those fan interaction definitely improved. It's died off since, but it did mm. improve while he was there, so he did do a couple of good things as well. Well, one thing he didn't do well was obviously pay the bills and all that sort of stuff. That's that's kind of important.
0: You know, ever since West Group has come on, the Knights have actually turned a profit each year. So for the past five years, uh, they've turned a profit, which is obviously very good signs. A lot of this stuff doesn't get talked about because, you know, we live in this hyperbolic scenario where we just care about wins and losses. No one gives two shits about profits and all this garbage, but, you know, um, it's pretty important that your football team is actually making money, it's not bleeding millions of dollars. So, hats off to the West Group for for turning around that front, and Phil Gardner will also be a big component of actually making the Knights um, a feasible operation. You know, something sustainable because you know up until that point there was there was suggestions from the NRL that they were pretty much going to pick up and move the Knights. Um, yes, and yeah. one uh, one article. I don't know, comment away if you remember this. Was the knights uh, were floated around to moving up here to Ipswich? I still remember the paper and my phone went off the fucking hook. Everyone's like, <laughs> "We know who's going to be the number one fucking supporter of the Ipswich Knights." Um, but funny story. So um, I used to do I used to do a quite a bit of work with the Ipswich Jets, and their chairman um, Steve Johnson actually said to me, "He goes, mate, it was all bullshit, all bullshit." He goes, "I basically wrote." I called up a, uh, a journo, I think it was uh career mail, and said, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. The only reason he did that was to get Ipswich on the map to be uh, the new bid. It, you know, it was at that time yeah. where the NRL was still under um, – who was the current CEO? Todd Greenberg. Uh, expansion wasn't on the cards, but obviously Steve Johnson with um, the late Artie Beets and had been pushing for this Western Corridor Ipswich bid for over a decade. So he just wanted to plant that seed, that Ipswich was viable. Yeah, bring the Knights up here, blah, 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 rugby league town, all this sort of stuff. Um, what? The NRL media lying and falling? <laughs> 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 Mate, hook, line and sinker. It was front page up here. Um, I still I still remember the headline about bringing him up here at the time. Um, but yeah, there was that threat from the NRL. Like if we can't offload it because... It was costing the NRL millions to keep the knights. They just wanted to fuck it off. They did not want it on their books at all. They just wanted it gone. Crazy. So for the West Group to come around and basically say, Yep, yeah, we're um we'll, we'll agree to this $10 million commitment for the Center of Excellence. Um all comes along. And um so in 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 Phil Gardner's defence, right, I think it's a bit of a cheap shot at these journo saying, "Ah, oh, well, he doesn't give a fuck about the Knights." That so clearly he's he's been the CEO for a very very large successful business. Um, the Knights only being you know a portion of, of that. You know, he's he's obviously got a lot of other things, a lot of other moving parts, as you could imagine, being a CEO. Um, and that's why we've gone and got Peter Parr to do that, that alleviates all that pressure, all that, you know, he's he's never run a, f- a football operation. So you bring in someone like Peter Parr. He had tried to, I, there was a podcast that Peter Parr was on um, and he said, you know, I think it was, it, it would have been around the Nathan Brown era that they tried, Phil tried a couple of times to get him down, just couldn't get the deal done. So
1: could have possibly could have had him one or two years prior too. So
0: do you think
1: Gardner, because like I Obviously, Gardner has been accused in the past of, you know, having, you know, being too involved. So we got Peter pass So Hopefully, we're all like, okay, cool. This is going to solve that problem. But we're still getting rumors and reports. Like, um, uh, Anasta said that staff, he knows that he's had people contact him from inside the night saying they're not happy, you know, working at the nights. Like, where does the buck stop if Phil Gardner's... I guess that, that that can be a broad thing, though. Like, you imagine anywhere you work, um, people
0: don't... People historically, I think, emotionally don't like change. So when you get a guy, that let's say you're upset in the status quo within any business, not just football, any business, right? Let's say, um, you know, to all the listeners, a new boss comes in and goes, yep, I know you guys have been doing this the last decade, but this is how we're going to do it because I did it over here and they're far more successful. I want to bring that here. We're going to do this. We're going to implement things. So, Maybe a few people get their nose out of joint because maybe they they
1: haven't had someone tell them what to do before, and they're, they're sort of stuck in their way. So, I don't.
0: Well, know. Do you think
1: there, do you think there may be something there between Par and AOB? Because like like they were basically you know going full circle on three hundred and sixty, ironically full circle three hundred and sixty. Mm-hmm. Anyway, coming back to the main point, they were saying that AOB doesn't stand up and take control of the team. Like, is there someone stopping him from doing that? And they're saying if you were the coach, you should be going in demanding that you know what you want. This is your team. Like, is if it's not Phil Gardner doing it, is Peter Parr and Yeah. So the hierarchy would be it.
0: the hierarchy would be you'd have your your Phil Gardner sit at the tippy top and he Peter Parr, Peter Parr only answers to Phil Gardner. And then then under Peter Parr, you have your Adam O'Brien's, your um, you know, um general football manager, Danny badira So uh because I think a lot of people got confused when, you know, July last year, I think it was, um, when the announcement came out that uh peter parl is coming to the knights people go does that make Betsy's role redundant so that role was created uh there wasn't a current position for director of football at the time since since west took over um so essentially think of it this way it's no different from any other business so your director you know uh, as far as hierarchy concerns sits sits at the top with, and basically what he's doing, he's looking at everything from pathways. He's the man that hires and fires. So it's not going to be Danny Budiris that's making the calls on who he's going to hire and fire. Um, So it's more of a, Peter Parr's more of an overall, overseeing the complete operations of football where Danny Badiris would be doing the more day-to-day stuff. You, you know, your logistics, everyday running of football operations as Peter Parr would like it done. So he's pretty much executing what Peter Parr wants, more or less. He's just an extension of what Peter Parr is sort of trying to achieve. Um, which, funnily enough, because, you know, he's, he's, he's no spring chicken field gardener. A lot of people um, are suggesting maybe it's Bedsy that's going to be a potential candidate, mate, to take over the CEO job one day. Oh, no, so it's, interesting. Really? Which is – I'm glad that's – which brings me to my next point – so, um, at least he's done some sort of tutelage. After doing this research and all this stuff, I was—I shouldn't be fucking surprised. Nothing should surprise you in rugby league, but Matt Gidley. And this is—I'm not—I love Matt Gidley. This is no dig at Matt Gidley. So, Matt Gidley, let's do a history lesson again for everyone. Matt Gidley retires from professional football uh, from St Helens in 2010. Gets a job with the Knights as a business development manager that year. So I don't know the months, but he gets a job with the Knights, being a business development manager that year, straight from playing professional sport. In June of the very next year, he has the top fucking job at the Knights. How the fuck did that happen? Acceleration. Had a rocket on his back. How do you go from playing fucking football to like twelve months, you're the CEO of a fucking rugby league club. How does that happen?
1: Yeah, no idea. But maybe there wasn't too many other people keen for that role back in those days either. Well, that's seems like a pretty stressful tinkler. job. That's,
0: that's prior to Tinkler, but I was just like, surely, surely there's someone else floating around. Um, yeah, here you go, uh, Lockie Drummond, uh, Matt Gidley, the ultimate example of failing upwards. Yeah, look, I'm not having to. am not having to dig at Matt Gidley. Fucking kudos to the guy, you know. But Jesus Christ, um, I don't know too many places, you know, where you'd rise that quickly. But, hey, I just um, – I thought that was interesting. When I read that, I had to fucking read that three times. Um, I just – I don't remember it happening that quickly. It's
1: a nice baby. A lot of things don't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so
0: at, le- at least Danny is is doing um, a tenure under, you know, your Peter pars and, and probably being mentored quite a bit by Phil Gardner. So. Look, I'm going to say in Phil's defence, I don't buy that crap. I think it's a real throwaway garbage piece by Sydney journo's. I, I don't really give two shits if Peter Parr's, ah, sorry, if um Phil Gardner is currently in Europe or holidaying, and they're sort of saying, oh, he doesn't care. Like, how do you know that? Like, he he's obviously brought in Peter Parr um to do that job. It was clearly a job that needed to be done. Um, because prior
1: to that, you know, like. He's still doing it. Let's be honest. Yeah. How long has Peter Parr been in the role for? He came in last year, didn't he? Yeah, he hasn't even been in 12 yeah. months, mate. Um, yeah, I think it was only,
0: it was roughly roughly about 12 months ago he got announced. I think it was July last year he got announced. So I can't remember the someone in the comments. I remember it was, I don't know, it was a month or two before he actually came down here and, and, and got to work with the club. But um, it was right around that, whenever it was the poor in that first week, it was that fucking David Clemmer and Hayden Knowles incident. And then, not long after that, he had the Kalen Ponger Kurt Man Cubicle shit. So the poor bastard oh, mate, it's been walked into a club on fire. Yeah. So. But interesting love. So I'm gonna spill the tea for you guys. I'm gonna spill the tea. You're not gonna hear this from anywhere else. So you fucking heard it here first. Okay. So even I haven't
1: heard this, so here we go.
0: So um cast your minds back to when um Brownies on the outer, it was the worst kept fucking secret that the Knights were looking for another coach and A.O.B. was the tippity-top of their list, right? So Phil Garner was the then, um, was, you know, there's no Peter Pass, so he's, he's managing the whole fucking lot. Sends um, uh, Troy Pezet, former player, he was head of recruitment at the time, so he took over from Darren Mooney, uh, who left at the end of 2018. So sends him down to basically interview Adam O'Brien from underneath, uh because he was at the roosters then remember and they yeah. got their fucking noses out of joint big time because you know they were making they were making finals and everything at that point um to basically go interview him and worst kept secret all got out and basically he was the fall guy this pizzette was the fall guy of all the shit so hence his son Jonah Pazette who was absolutely fucking killing it for us in the juniors he um you know, obviously they've got their nose out of joint because the guy I met a very, very good family friend of the Pizets, and he basically told me all this. He's like, "Yeah, yeah mate, this is this is why this redundancy He's basically the fall guy." I just give me the
1: inside gosh. word.
0: Word got out; it was just poorly managed. Obviously, Phil probably didn't realize how how quickly this shit gets out and um and everything. So, long story short, Phil Gardner sent. Their recruitment manager down to try and get Adam O'Brien. It's got out poorly
1: while Brownie's still there. It's ugly. The Roosters have got the fucking shit. Oh, you remember that interview? Do you remember the interview where Brownie Mm. like came in and said that um, he was stepping aside and he knew about it the whole time? You could see in his face that that was, yeah, yeah, there was a lot. of, And
0: that just goes to show you why you needed someone like Peter Parr. You needed someone who's been around to go, mate, you can't do this. Like this is, how to deal with the press, all that stuff. It's a skill, you know, it's a it's a a skill learned over many years. So um I that was proof in itself that you needed someone like Peter Parr at the helm. Um, same with like the Kalen Ponger, you know, all that. Remember the messy shit yeah. when he came out with his dad and
1: we pulled yeah, the offer, was...
0: pulled the offer. It was just like that shit doesn't happen when you got someone
1: like Peter Parr. It just doesn't and happen. that shit shouldn't come out. That's that should stay behind closed doors, all that type of information. Mm. Like, it just makes you look nothing like but foolish. Yeah. So, unfortunately, yes, it cost us uh, Jonah Pazet, who, um, yeah, absolute
0: gun. He's he's made his debut for the Storm. Looks really good. So, another one that fucking slipped through our fingers because of this. But I got a hand at the fill. He's brought in Peter Parr. He's he's identified the fact. Yes, we do need this director of football. I'm, I can't keep doing this. And it's not like he that that decision was. You know, when we signed Parr. There and then it was decided. Like he had tried for a while, so he's obviously earmarked Peter Parr for a while. Comes from the area, so a lot of a lot of it makes sense at the time.
1: Um Yeah, yeah. So, well, like everyone's saying in the comments, as long as um yeah, Peter Parr does his job, you know, he's got a lot of work to do. There's a little bit of cleaning out to do, which he's obviously still doing. Like we were saying, he hasn't been in the job that long, and as long as Gardner like just stays in his own lane and just yeah, yeah. just lets Parr do his job. And then yeah there's no end to blame otherwise than Par if nothing happens there so yeah mm, definitely and I think financially the West groups have met their obligations they've obviously get the Knights in a position where they're
0: making good money and all that stuff so um yeah obviously Peter Parr's starting to finally have his little bit of an imprint you know he's um you know Clint Zamet you know who uh, who worked with Peter Parr up at the Cowboys you know came in in June 2020 as of March this year gone. And then we've spoken about it a few times with Parr coming out and saying, "Yep, we want to look locally," all this sort of stuff. So, you know, people got to be patient. The par effect will happen. It just it takes some time. A lot. I'm, I, I have no doubt behind the scenes, there's a lot going on um, for Peter Parr. So, yeah, yeah I just thought I want to address. I I, I don't know. I just think no, it was uh, a good
1: deep dive. It was a good deep dive there. Yeah, I, I just know. think it's lazy,
0: lazy throwaway crap from Sydney Journal. I don't know they probably just slow news day, and they just fucking fist the Knights for one night with a couple of things with yeah. the with the coach and that. But wouldn't be the first time. But interestingly, interestingly enough, so Storky, yeah. Hypothetically, if the Knights did in comment away, I would love to know what you guys. Um, would say if the knights were to say up and pack i'll use i'll use Ippy as an example right they pack their shop up come up the Ipswich. do
1: you still support the knights
0: same oh, colors shit, same logo same everything proud same everything that's right? tough man i can always or, understand
1: okay we'll keep going this more this more
0: mate do you do you pack it in and
1: uh mate it wouldn't be the same but because Newcastle, you know, it's where I live, it's where I grew up. It's I grew up with the team in Newcastle, so it, it'd be hard to just turn my back on them. But in a way, it would feel like they're turning their back on me as well. So I could definitely see these um uh, fans who have had these teams merge, you know, like Old West fans and Tigers fans and et cetera, who now no longer watch the game. Or they've gone to another team, so I can understand that. Are we getting another Newcastle team, or is um is there just no Newcastle? Well, teams?
0: the NRL's gone, mate. No one wants to buy. Uh, you know,
1: if there's if no they, Newcastle team, then yeah, there's I'm a parallel universe
0: on. out there where no one bought the Knights and the NRL are gone. You know what?
1: No worries, we're going to move them. Well, mate, if there's no Newcastle team, then you know what's the difference between going for them up in Ippy or so going for another team down in Sydney? So I'm still going to follow them, but I'm going to be pretty dirty. Mm, pretty dirty. What about
0: you? Um, off. Oh. If they fucking moved Ipswich. Hey, oh. I'll be a foundation member. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, in Harpy. Another question in that one, wasn't it? No. Um, no. It, it's different for me, mate, because I'm, you know, I'm not in and around it all the time. Yeah. Um, that's why I, I surround myself each and every day, mate. Um, with this stuff down here. It's a little piece of little piece of newly up here in South East Queensland. But, um,
1: yeah. If I that's had weird, to, because we always talk about. I know Sean's mentioned it. Um, on the show about Newcastle having to find our identity now. We've kind of lost our identity where we used to have that Steel City um, identity. So that is a little bit of a worry that it feels like that, you know, if hypothetically something could that, like that could happen, like losing the identity wouldn't as be as a bigger thing as it would have been. So like Mm. back in the day, um, because Newcastle just was so synonymous with the Knights. I still do think that's there. So, and I think you'd really see it if they were to move or something like that, but mm. yeah, man, I don't know. I, I I don't think I'd be as diehard, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a really tough question, brother. It's like it's like the broken mirror, mate. You can put the pieces back, but it's just never the same, is yeah, it? Yeah, never the same.
0: And like I said, or, I can
1: totally hypothe that. Yeah, I can totally you know see the people that their teams have merged, or if you're a New Town Jets fan, or you're a buddy, even a Western Reds fan for their short ten, you know, tenure. I can definitely feel for those people. Hmm. Here's a that's a good one. Sean brings up. Um,
0: it was going to be bought out by fans. Yes. So Robbie too, who was in um the Knights' first ever point scorer. Who a little bit of trivia for you, Storky. Only lives about an hour from here. My sister lives there in Gatton, which is about okay. about about forty minutes, forty five minutes hour out of um out of Ippie. Um, yeah. Started. I think it was called Our Knights or something. Where they're looking to raise about $20 million by putting up, um, I did have it written down here somewhere, um, by selling X amount of, yeah. The Our Knights campaign was launched in December in hopes to raise $20 million to buy not to buy the Knights by selling 40,000, by selling, sorry, 40,000 shareholdings at 500 apiece. I do remember that. So that was yeah. the plan B. You know, obviously the, the, the West Group stuff was still going at the time, but if that, you know, it wasn't certainly wrapped up, but if that wasn't going to happen, yeah, we could have um, we could have had that for sure. Um, interesting tidbit. But look, yeah. I'm going to ask you then in an, in a, in another world, Storky, yes. the Knights don't exist, pal. Who are you supporting? Who's or
1: better question? Maybe maybe team, not right? that.
0: Who's your who's your second team? Might be a better way put in. Comment away, guys. Comment away. Who's who's a team if the Knights aren't playing? We obviously want let me let me rephrase it this way you obviously want the knights to win every premiership but if the knights weren't to win a premiership and someone else were to who would you be the most happiest for who would you be which team would you jump on the bandwagon with
1: and go yep yeah i'm on it So i don't really have yeah i don't i don't really have a second team because i don't really give a shit about the other teams but if i had to see one and funnily enough um uh, they are doing well this season so i would probably have to go with the warriors and it's not for just the normal, you know, reason a lot of people, you know, like since the whole COVID thing and them not being able to go home. Yeah, that probably mm. is a tiny part of it, but that's not the whole thing for me. Um, there's a couple of factors. Um, my brother lives in New Zealand, so I guess there's that type of connection there. Oh, yeah. They kind of got that underdog status all of the times, like us now, where everyone kind of expects them to go poorly, which funnily enough, they're not doing this um, too bad this season. They're like fifth on the ladder at the moment. Bloody um Webster, first year as coach has come in. He was um assistant coach at the Panthers, I think, before he came over to the Warriors. Mm. So he's doing a bloody good job. Um Sean Johnson has like rejuvenated his career, mate. He's playing really well. Yeah. And now Mitch Barnett, mate. When I Mickey. heard he's uh, when he I heard he's signed for the Warriors, I was like, mate, what's he doing? He's going sideways, or if anything, he's going yeah, backwards. Like, it, what's he doing?
0: It seemed like one of those big... I think a lot of these guys, like, yeah, Adam for Blake's Blake, so that you think, here are these guns who are just taken the big paycheck to go play for the Warriors. But, mate, yeah. credit to them. They play yeah, a great fucking brand of footy. They yeah, are such a good now. football team. Mate, so I'd, I'd love like to see them. them.
1: I'd like to see them. I, I don't think it's going to happen, mm. but I'd like to see it. They're not so much my second team, but I. when you were saying, who would I want to see win the, you know, the Premiership if it wasn't the Knights... I'd like to see them go pretty deep They're in it this year, mate. I went across the ditch and uh, to the two thousand fifteen
0: uh, Auckland Nines, mate. It was fucking sensational, truly. Yeah, that been Um cool. mate. It was so good, um, yeah. Awesome place to visit. That Eden Park is a sensational grand to watch rugby league at. I had a fucking yeah. great weekend there. Um, funny story. We all went down in um, so. It was myself, obviously a night supporter. My brother, who's a Raider supporter, and uh, my nephew, who was a Storm supporter. So we all bought the the kits for the the jerseys, which happened to be that you know that really cool grey one.
1: Yeah, I love year. that jersey.
0: And we all wore morph suits. You know those fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I got we all these more. I had a blue one. Kurt had a green one, and my nephew he had a purple one. Mate, big mistake. You try taking off. You try taking a piss with a morph suit on. That is an effort. <laughs> Because the only zipper's at the back. So you've got to go oh, into Cuba. To take your bloody jersey off. You've got to take your your shorts off. You've got to oh mate.
1: Don't I do not recommend it? It's been st- inappropriate when people walk in, and you just stand in their starkers with like a morph suit oh, around. Oh mate. Knees. I was
0: sinking so much piss and I'm thinking, Oh shit, I didn't think this through. i was still going to take it. And you can't really just cut like like a dick
1: hole in it because yeah. it just tears and tears more. So yeah. You, they're tight too, man. I actually bought oh, yeah. one and I gave Sean one. We had the plan, I think it was last year or maybe the season before, to go to an away game and just rock up in them. But yeah, you're not you selling don't it see to them brother. much anymore, do you? They were like, yeah, no, mine, the one it was probably the same one, the, um, the one that you wore. It's the one that had the big Knights logo in the middle, but it had, it was kind of based on, you know, the bra jersey. What what year was that we had, you know, where yeah, it had like the 20, bra, 2011, 12, sort of, yeah, era. had yeah. that on yeah. the side. So it must have yeah, come out around yeah. that time frame.
0: So, I don't recommend wearing a morph suit and drinking lots of alcohol or any fluids because it's a bitch. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, but yes,
1: couldn't agree with you more, Storky.
0: I digress. Um, yeah, the Warriors, mate. The Warriors, I'd love to see um, lift the yeah. trophy up. Obviously, coming in in 1995. They've they only been to you. one grand final, haven't they? And they
1: lost. Who did they play Two. two that no, grand... two, that two. 2002, oh, the they lost
0: two. to the Roosters. And in 2011, they lost to Manly. That ah, 2011, yeah, mate, that every grade, yeah. to every grade, there the the warriors had made the finals every grade had one bar first grade because all week you like bang the warriors just kept winning 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 they were
1: guns and then um obviously the first
0: grade team just couldn't get it done so yeah
1: they're definitely not missing the old reese walsh are they everyone was expecting them to um really miss him big time but yeah they're doing all right they're doing all right yeah folks wears more than i do um let's have a look at some of the comments there were other guys the other guys in the comments well i'm gonna go i'm gonna go here. Christopher Wilson,
0: I'm with you, mate, the Raiders. so Green machine. Cover your ears. I was actually born in Canberra. Um, So got obviously a little bit of a connection there. Um, But look, the heart wants what the heart wants, and the Knights came calling, and that's what I wanted. So (laughs) um, I've always got a soft spot for the Raiders. I I always liken, and of all the supporters in rugby league, I, I always found Raiders supporters and the Knights the most similar. I just there you go the one town team out of sydney diehards like absolute diehard passionate supporters you know let's face it but apart from you know they made a grand final in 2019 very lean couple of decades really
1: um yeah mate when i was really little everyone's second favorite team if not their first was the raiders everyone loved the raiders the malvinga chicka ferguson Adam Belcher, not Adam Belcher, what's his name? Buddy. Or Gary Belcher. Belcher. Gary Belcher. Yeah, that's his mm. name. Um, mate, they had some great players. Bradley oh, Clyde, man. Ricky Stewart, Laurie Daly. Look at all these names I'm pumping Those out. 90s Those 90s teams, wonder. mate. Sensational. Blaine Lazarus, yeah. mate. Oh, and just the colors mate. of their jerseys. I can't think of
0: a single team on the planet, literally in any sport, that has their colors. Like that lime green. I can't think of one, truly. yeah, I can't think of one. I think they're, the color of their jerseys is great. I love the name Raiders. So the Raiders was based on, um, you know, this, they basically, the the name came from this team that would come down into Sydney, raid Sydney and get out. Like that's where the Raiders sort of thing came from. Um, so I've always had a soft spot. And I, I went down to the 2019 grand final, um, met obviously a shitload of Ray supporters. I was I was staying at my yeah. cousin's house in Sydney. We went out for coffee and breakfast in Sydney beforehand. I'm not even kidding you, mate. I did not see a single Roosters jersey until we got the home bush, and even then, I saw fuck all of them. It was green everywhere, mate. You could have swore you were in Canberra. Um,
1: so yeah, I I do have a soft spot very much. Well, it's so funny for you mentioned the. It's funny you mentioned the Roosters because um, they are actually my second team before the um the prelim the 2001 where i traveled down there which i'm sure everyone uh, on yeah. here is sick of hearing me talk about and they yeah come back and beat us they were my second team up until that game and i just hated them ever since but um yeah but do you remember when the raiders played in the snow yeah remember that when it snowed down there yeah about 20 odd years ago yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Mate, that was crazy yeah i think it's happened since no yeah. it's only when i
1: remember Mm,
0: true yeah. Justin bring back the Balmain Tigers that was my second team in the 90s did you see um Anthony yeah. Wiggle see how Anthony Wiggle came out and he's like oh let's let's just separate them let's be frenemies fucking West can go
1: piss off and do their thing bring back the Tigers did you see that <laughs> yeah, I did I was I like did. wow There's a, there a bit around that but the Tigers Shh. were another one of those because obviously they had that big rivalry there in that great grand final with the Raiders so around that time I think the Tigers mm. and the Raiders were kind of like the teams, everyone, you know, they yeah. were the two big teams. So yeah, a lot of good players. A lot of yeah. Mm. Uh, what do we got here? I think we had a couple in here. Brett Matthews, Cowboys. Cowboys, um, yeah,
0: The old Cowboys, the old '95
1: class with the Warriors. I still remember when the um, yeah, those teams come in and they all um marched around the grand final day with like the flags, the cowboy, the what was it wasn't the Western Red
0: was it a 20, a 20 team competition yeah you had the yeah. warriors cowboys Crushers, yeah. reds I, I think that was it, that yeah there's yeah. only four
1: that came in whether they were yeah. the four yeah but there's only four yeah it was there that they're, the, they're the ones that came in 95 yeah yeah i didn't mind the crushers jersey it's a weird mustard color but i didn't mind oh, it's jersey. a great jersey i love that yeah the yeah. old crushers jersey we'll have and to... their logo their logo with the train like mm. mate, that's that's a good logo
0: i got a mate of mine who owns a uh a crushers bar he has so much memorabilia mate it's fucking insane old players donate stuff old people that worked at the old clubhouse donate stuff it's a fucking treat oh mate True. we'll have to do
1: a deep dive one um one thursday on old, clubs. the fun clubs, clubs the giants the seagulls yeah and so on uh be good good mick them. hoffman here we go panthers always
0: had a soft spot since their 2003 improbable grand final one of the best grand finals um so i don't think mick was too disappointed by the sands from our last loss if he's going to lose to anyone sounds like the panthers were going to be the one yeah. um well you know you could pick
1: worse teams as far as you know <laughs> yeah you're going to be on a bandwagon that's
0: not a bad one to be on mick
1: um don't yeah. remember the panthers used to be all brown and white rather than the black and the black was introduced with the different colored stripes but they, yeah, and they had that, that the weird and turquoise and jersey for a little bit they yeah that was and shit weird like, yeah. what is it with turquoise like weird turquoise jerseys, turn it up. The bloody Broncos had a weird looking turquoise they jersey. They did, they had one for, for the
0: sevens, and yeah, I think they had a, a yeah, they played in a couple of times. They won in the 90s yeah. and they
1: brought it back for the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. That's the
0: game that um, Shane Webke and Kevin Campion punched on, and fucking yeah. Campion they go for Webke. a bit
1: too. Those jerseys, I think, if you're a Broncos, oh yeah,
0: fan. yeah, yeah. Speaking of, tur- this is a great segue, Storky. Um, turquoise jerseys, the Gold Coast Chargers. Oh. we talked about our oh, a, yes. a good mate Captain Charger. <laughs> God, they weren't around for long. Jesus, <laughs> no, I don't what, know. The so, wasn't
1: Campbell who was there? Um, what's it? Was it, was it was Preston Campbell? Campbell?
0: Preston Campbell, and going back to the 2000, the grand final hero from 2003, um, Scotty Sadler, He, he was a
1: Gold Coast Charger, he came yeah. from them. Yeah, they had a big um, color scheme too that blue, uh, that turquoise type of color, the purple, yeah, the old and Chandler jersey, gray, wasn't it? Was it gray or was it yellow? No, it was grey. I think it was, was, it...
0: was grey. Yeah. 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 Real yeah. extent. I wish they'd run with those colours. i I'm so dirty on the Titans for just picking fucking Paris colours. So you got yeah. all these combinations, yet oh, let's go pick a fucking two colors that I'd already taken. Like yeah. no. shouldn't have been allowed. Shouldn't have been allowed. Well, when the Dolphin,
1: when they first put the dolphins jersey out and it was mainly red and white, I was like, You're freaking kidding me, are you? Like, seriously. But yeah, it's got to be more than a vanilla. To a degree, I guess I understand because. When the NRL looked at them, they're going, well,
0: obviously we want to bring in a team that's already got a massive supporter base. So if we're going to elevate this Redcliffe Dolphins team, which is a, you know, a a very established, famous Queensland uh, rugby league team and elevate them. I understand that makes sense. But when you've got this brand new club, like, come on, you can do better than pick fucking Paris colors for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yeah.
1: in the Dolphins-Docco, yeah. didn't they say that they were based on the colors similar to the uh, 49ers in the NFL, but they didn't mm. want the same gold, which I think they should have went for the same gold because they bloody ended up with vanilla. So I think they should have went for the gold. Maybe it might gold. change because
0: um, one one a team that should get back to gold is I don't know why the Storm don't have more gold. It was a few years ago they changed their emblem and it doesn't have like to do in the cloud so much and it's just a real yeah. boring purple and gray. Mate, they yeah. got to get the yellow back. It was so it's much, much better. better. The storm jersey yeah. was so much better. They sneakily they did golly. that, didn't they? It's like they, they kind of
1: sneakily did it year by year and no one kind of. And noticed. it looks
0: shit. It looks shit. I, I much prefer them. Um, with they. you know the early 2000s. Remember when they even had those yeah. bright gold away jerseys? Oh, I like the colors are yeah. more like the Lakers. They look so much better.
1: They're so yeah. boring. Yeah, good now, comparison. Good it. comparison. That's what they did mm. used to yeah, look like. Yeah. Uh what else have we got here?
0: Adrian. I'm a Penrith native, so probably would have gone for them. Shit, yeah, cats out of the bag. You. I forgot you
1: come from down there, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Mm. Makes sense. A lot of Panthers, a lot of Panthers in the, uh, or oh, a few Panthers in the comments here. What else have we got? Yeah. There's a few Dolphins ones pop up before there as well. They're there all coming few... Oh, through. yeah, I did How see that. With them. What have
0: we got here about the Dolphins? Mick Offman, Dolphins are not an old club. Got to keep the dolphins are an old club. Sorry, got to keep their colors. Yeah, I completely 100% understand. Um, speaking of the dolphins, if anyone hasn't, go watch the um dawn of the dolphins doco. Yeah, mate. If good, there's man. one thing the NRU will have to do better at, it's those sort of docos where you're seeing the player negotiation. 100, 100, it's oh, it's riveting. I don't know why they don't do like the uh the NFL for, for those, oh, mate. The himself. NFL
1: have some great behind the scenes docos and stuff like that. They, they actually own the, so the NFL.
0: The NFL film brand, like that the brand, NFL Films, yeah. and they go and they go to a club and they say, You are doing this. Like, yep. This and, and they follow them for the year. Like, how good would it, would have it been for a let's say, for instance, a um I'm gonna pick the Cowboys as an example 2015. They document their whole season up until the grand final and then release that. I think every year yeah. they should cycle through the clubs and go, okay. Twenty twenty four. It's the knights right from preseason, the whole way through, and do the
1: whole thing. Are they because they have had a couple fun. of other team docs? Didn't they have a tigers one somewhere along the line, and they had a titans one team. somewhere? Yeah, and the titans one. So when they do them, they are good. So why why not yeah. push something like that? It's but. yeah, you've got to do that content. It's sensational. Yeah, it's just all
0: yeah. the um, it's all the stuff you don't see. You know, when you're seeing Bennett, um, oh, but if you don't Pedro have Peter O'Sullivan Bennett, talking if- about salary cap it's all that stuff you just yeah you don't get to hear or see when you hit see these guys but it even goes down to their capping.
1: mascot it even goes down to them mm. talking about their mascot and the colors on the mascot and that it was such an insight mm. I, I loved it and like you know say what you want about bennett but make some of the advice he gives and like gives to some of the players yeah mate, it's bloody good life advice in general it mate is. it would we've said it so
0: many times you know not all clubs i think should do it is there's just I don't know if there's just not a little bit more transparency where I think fans would be a lot more forgiving. It's because you're just in the dark about so many things. Yeah. And you just open the door a little bit and, 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 and incite people as to maybe why some things are done what they've done. Even if it's, you know, past tense, people can go, Oh, okay. We can see this. I, I I pull my hair out when you just think, God, the club could get on the front foot on so many things. Yeah. Surely they must look at social media. I know we've spoken about it before.
1: Um, depending be so go... on them, what it is. But, mm. I just want to bring light just while we're talking about teams here to um Justin's comment. I think you know, as as um knighted fans, we have to get around him because he's opening up to us here. It's um Justin 1989 grand final was Raiders versus Tigers.
0: And four-year-old me cried when the Raiders won in the dying moments of the game. So I don't think you're alone, mate. There. I think there were forty-year-old fucking <laughs> men crying too. I think there um, definitely were, men. they probably
1: still are some of them.
0: I think I uh, did. Uh, did you see where they actually got? Um, it was Benny Elias, Paul Siren, and Blocker Roach.
1: Oh yeah, and was it got them to watch the game. Yeah,
0: I can't. I can't remember the three or four of them. Then maybe there was another bloke. I can't remember. And it was the first time, and I know it was the first time for Blocker watching that game. Yeah. And yeah, very well documented prior to that. Just couldn't bring himself to watch that. Yeah. I do remember that. That was one of the all time greats, not as good as 97. I'll tell you what, that one is, that one's a close second. 89.
1: Definitely stands up. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. For
0: me, it's probably 97, 89. Then probably 2005. That was a, all pretty These memorable. good ones, yeah. yeah. It's nothing
1: more disappointing than when you watch especially when your team's not in the grand final and there's a blowout in the grand final. Like, remember you at the, least want to see a good close game. If the worst grand that.
0: final for me, by memory, was 2017. I remember the Cowboys, to their credit, they limped in. But that Storm side were fucking red hot. Probably their yeah. best 17 ever. Probably one of the greatest 1-17s. And you just knew. You knew there was no way in God's green earth the cowboys were ever going to trump that bloody um that team and as Knights fans
1: we've never had to taste the defeat on grand final day mate that would be a bitter pill to swallow i think i think it'd be like yeah it'd be a terrible feeling so let's hope when we finally do make one positive thoughts here that um we keep that streak going. don't put it in the the universe mate we're gonna whoever (laughs) we're going to
0: get we're gonna fucking flog them justin here's a good one um would love to see a documentary of the '97 heroes watching the game and seeing their reactions. Absolutely, yeah. Sign me up for that, mate. Did you see but, the? Um, it's on Paramount. The Patuta
1: boys are doing a, a thing on Super League. Yeah, I did. I haven't. Um, yeah, I've only heard like um rumblings about it, but yeah, I'm keen to watch that. That's another one which is super interesting. I'd love yeah. for them. Yeah, we we'll um, to do a, That's another thing we we'll have to do a deep dive one Thursday on Super League because that is really mm. interesting as well. It was a, a really of, good um, one with. Uh, did you see the snippet turning. with Chief? With Chief no, and his brothers,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll say it for another show, but there was a—I saw it on TikTok. There was a little a snippet with Chief talking about his um, negotiations um, with the ARls.
1: Yeah, I saw the interview. I saw the interview with um, Ray Martin. Did it was the night um, where the verdict was coming out, I believe, and they had Chief, Andrew Johns, and Maddie Johns. And uh, <laughs> I shared it on one of the night sites, and everyone had a good laugh. I'm um, uh, bloody Ray Martin refers to Maddie Johns as Chris Johns. <laughs> And he's oh, there, like yeah. just eh. Yeah. And Matty Johns is there, trying not to laugh, and Chief, and well, yeah. the funny thing so with the, trying not to there laugh. was a
0: there was a great. So another Andrew Webster, not to be confused with the Warriors coach, he's a he's a journalist. Um, did an interview with Den and Kemp, and I never, I don't think it, it had ever been told this story where, um, the Super League guys were coming up to sign the Broncos, and word had got out that this deal had was going to happen. So Wayne Bennett was adamant, I do not want any journals, I don't want this out in the papers this gets out the fucking deal is off so I can't remember our meeting but anyways when they pull up there there's fucking journalists everywhere And Wayne Bennett goes fuck this we're gone we're out it's done <laughs> so then it's all panic stations with you know the all the super league guys and what that because that delayed them two or three days yeah if they'd sign the deal when they were meant to they were on course to go down to Newcastle. But because that had happened, because somewhere someone had leaked that and Bennett cracked the shits and it put him back 48, 72 hours. In that time is when Chief got all the boys on the bus and they went and signed the ARL contracts.
1: So it's a real sliding doors moment. Yeah, um, is, go man. check out the interview. It's
0: fucking fascinating. I we thought, got so wow. many weird
1: ties to Brisbane, like, you know, back to, you know, them wanting our colors, you know, coming in the same year in yeah, 1988. Then- the then, yeah. um, the
0: chairman of the ARL, um, uh, old Arco, yeah, when the uh, back in '88, well, I shouldn't say back in '87, um, when the clubs were founded, yeah, the Broncos said, yeah, we want the red and blue. And the reasoning behind wanting red and blue is because when you mix red and blue together, it makes maroon, which was, There you go. I didn't know that part of it, in that last yeah, of it. There but he there said, no, nah, mate, stiff shit, you're too late. The Knights have got those colors, so um, there you go. It's a little bit more bar trivia for you guys. Um, you yeah. So, um, yes. What's this here? Uh, Newcastle Broncos would have been weird. It would have been, mate. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't. I don't know. I I've always got a bad. Uh,
1: I don't like the Super League. I've never liked the Super League. I didn't watch much been. Super League. Like like I said, we'll probably go into it on another show. But yeah, we I should do I, a Super I've League. Show. Watched, yeah, I only watched like a handful of. I think I watched the grand final and maybe like one of the first round of it or something like that. Just I didn't like their jerseys. I thought their jerseys were terrible. They all just looked the same and no logos. As a kid, you know, one of your favorite thing. Well, one of my favorite things was the logo. You know, the um. Well, that's because the ARL owned them.
0: They were trademarked by the ARL, so they couldn't take any logos with them. Yeah. So they're forced to just use the bland that S with the you know the color coordinated S on it. Um, But yeah, well Storky. Yeah. Let's talk about, we're going to cast it out. Please comment away. I'd love to know the listeners. I want you to think back, Storky, of your favorite Knights game that obviously isn't a grand final or a final, just a regular season game. What's one that just stands out to you the most? What's one that jumps the mind for you, buddy?
1: Well, mate, I'm going to go with one which is a little bit more recent. Like, I've been to plenty of games. Like, this is games that you've actually been to, isn't it? Or is it just any game that you're Whatever into? you want, mate. There's no rules. Okay. Well, I kind of I kind of took it as ones you went to. But that's okay, because it still probably would have been the same anyway. So, I went for something a bit more recent. I've been to many games where we've seen Joey play. And we've had close ones, one in dying minutes and everything. But, you know, a bit of the old memory going back that far. So, I'll pick um at 2019. 24th of May, 2019, round 11, the Knights versus the Roosters uh, in front of 25,929 fans. So great crowd um, at home at McDonald Jones. The Knights beat the Roosters 38 to 12. Now, mate, just being in that crowd amongst that number of people, I have not been to a game for a long time and I have not been to a game since. Where I just felt that vibe and that passion, that was absolutely crazy. Like you just had um, uh, how many things you had, had in? Indig- I don't know if it was indigenous round, but they wore the indigenous jersey that one, the light, the light coloured blue one. But yeah, we had five tries that game, five from five conversions, which is unheard of. These Jesus, matches. five five. We had four from four penalty goals. Ponga had the boot on, and even one of them was old Mitch Barnett. Got that so. That's crazy. You never hear of that these days. It was just so many good moments in that game. You had the Pierce jersey kiss, you know, Mm. um, the the logo. It was just to say he was now in Newcastle against his old club. Um, You know, Cleary got pole-axed by DeSaf early in that game and had to go off. So it was just a rolling on. Hargraves was all over Ponga. I remember one part of the game, um, Hargraves had Ponga almost like choking him down on the ground and wouldn't let him up after a tackle um so that was just like the tension was high and then hargreaves takes out ponga late in the game which almost i remember that i
0: remember that almost
1: they do a scuffle between the teams and then just to top it all off clemmer goes to the bin at the late in the game like really late in the game with like hardly any time to go left for a professional foul and the crowd is just going crazy they're cheering Mm. him he's got the biggest smile on his face mate that that was just an unbelievable game. I know it's not in one of our newer eras, which isn't isn't the best era for our team, but that game was just like a shining and that light was against in, a stacked yeah. team.
0: That's back when they had like Trell Mitt and Yeah, I remember was, that at was that was point. They did no have a few team... players
1: out, I think, but they still had, you know, a lot of their guns. So but yeah, that was just I a
0: remember game. at the time no team had points like anywhere near that many points on that Roosters team in a
1: long time. Yeah. And people at the time were giving us shit as well, like calling us the baby Roosters and all that, because, you know, mm. we took a lot of players from them, like what, SKD, Connor Watson, Piercy, um, who else did we take? Um, Guerra. 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 Yeah. So we took, uh, you mm. know, all these players. So they everyone was just giving a shit all the time, calling us baby Roosters. So just to get up over them, oh, mate, just, yeah, it was great. It was a great game to be at. Well, for me, I'm going to go a little bit. I'm going to do a, a go back even further. So,
0: 2004, May 2004, SunCorp Stadium. Uh, I happened to be at this very game. Um, Golden Point had only just been brought in the year prior, and Kurt Gidley, bless his fucking heart. Kicks the ugliest goddamn field goal that has ever been kicked, <laughs> ever been kicked to seal victory at Suncorp. Um, 32,742 fucking massive crowd. Mate, I'll never I can close my eyes and still see that wobbly shit kick cross that goal and um just erupting, mate. Yeah, fun fact. I don't even know if they do this anymore. I was doing the 40 hour famine. It was during high school. I was in like
1: grade. I don't think you're what? allowed to do that anymore. Are you like, uh, yeah. Is that a thing anymore? I, I was thinking the other day. Cause like you it's had people allowed. passing out and stuff like that. Like I was doing the 40 yeah. hour famine. I think I was,
0: I started that morning. So I was hungry as shit. Didn't need anything. <laughs> so I was just pumped up on adrenaline. So, um, yeah, mate. Sensational. Um, are you allowed to you drink beer wanna...
1: and stuff on the 40 hour famine? I kind of remember. Oh, I was
0: underage, anyways. I wasn't gonna get a beer when I was in grade twelve. Yeah. Right, I would have only been six. Uh, yeah, I would have been sixteen, turning seventeen. You never anyway. stuck
1: a cheeky beer in year twelve. Oh before, yeah, but oh, you I, did.
0: Good luck getting one at Suncorp. Um, yeah, but that's
1: a point. I'm
0: gonna go through the team here. Uh, far from the top, doesn't Mark Hughes, mate? Craig Hall, do you remember Craig Hall? Yeah, I can't picture him, but I do remember that name. Same here, Matt Gidley, George Carmon, <laughs> uh, Anthony Quinn. Now keep in mind, two thousand and four, we lose Joe. This is, I think, this was round nine or ten. Uh, round nine, sorry. Uh, no, sorry, round ten. It was round ten. Round three. That's when we lose Joey to the ACL. Diabolical, yeah. fucking Kurt Man. The most I'll stand by this. I'll put my house on it. The most versatile football player to ever walk the planet. Steps in, I think, all by one or two games, plays halfback that season. Um, so what bigger shoes to fill than the fucking eight the mortals to go play, you know, um play for them. Um yeah, comes in to play halfback with Steve Witt. Remember Steve Witt? I vaguely remember Steve, Steve Witt. Witt. Yeah. Uh playing halfback, Josh Perry, Danny Badiris, Adam Watmo. Oh, sorry, Adam Walno, Adam Watmo, Adam Walno, Clint Newton, Todd Lowry, Ben Kennedy, fuck me. Ben, uh, here's the bench: Maddie Parsons, uh, Matt Kennedy, Andrew Price, and Mick Ennis, mate. Mickey Ennis on the Dennis. bench, on the bench. There you fuck, go. Fuck, that was a good team, mate. So great names there. Um, yeah, but yeah, always, mate. That's a core memory of mine. I wish Ko would put that one on. they've got the 2003 where we. Where it was the SunCorp opener, when we went up and beat the Broncos, but fuck, I wish they'd put this game up.
1: I'd love oh, I to watch they, the whole yeah. game. I wish the Bama Library for like um, even KL. I wish it, or NRL brought out their own app or something like. Like I know they've mm. already got their own app, but like even better with all the past games on it because I'd love to go back and watch. Pay a subscription, though,
0: and they just got it all there for you, the yeah. whole lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, so that one's always a. I, I love. Love watching. It's always great beating the Broncos, but the fucking beat them golden point. And here's a little, here's a little interesting tidbit about golden points, guys. It's some more fucking bar trivia. God, I'm good to you guys. Since the rule was introduced in 2003, 87 of 146 golden point games have been decided by a one point field goal, which equates to only 60% of matches decided by a field goal and golden point. I was stunned. Yeah. I would have thought by that would have been close to the like high 80% easily. Yeah, I would have thought that too. So only 60% of golden point games are actually decided by a one point field goal. So obviously, there's a just, percentage it's there just that's synonymous a draw.
1: with it, isn't it? As soon as you go golden point, you just think, okay, who's going to get the first field goal? I'd
0: yeah. love to know the full breakdown. So there's obviously a part of it that's a draw probably a very small margin that's a penalty. You don't see the, the refs yeah. by penalties. Oh, I have pissed off. And then really and obviously a penalty, it. golden point. Or a try or a two-point field goal. They're the only other um, scenarios I can think of. But I couldn't believe that yeah. only 60% of golden points are actually decided by a field goal, a one-point yeah. field goal. So um, mm. when you guys are around your mates, you can drop that little nugget on them too. So, yeah. Bk was one hell of a player. Was gutted when he signed for Manly. Yep, yeah. that later that year, mate, we lose Ben Kennedy to Manly. We lose Taman Tahu to the Eels. Matty Parsons retires, and Robbie O'Davis, mate, hangs up the boots too. So we lost
1: a few of our players to Manly. Bk, um, Josh Perry, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, who else have we lost? Um, our halfback. What was he? Came up for the Bulldogs for us, and he pretty much his career kind of died when he came to him. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name. He took that young girl to the um. Oh, Trent Hodgkinson. Yeah, Trent. Hod- he, ended up, he ended his career there as well.
0: Well, you must have gone back there because he started with them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he went back there. He started. He started. I'm sure of it with the um with them. Yeah, I'm That's pretty sure to... he went
1: back there. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he did. Mm. Uarte, yeah, Uarte went to Manly as well. Some people were saying in there, yeah, me. Um,
0: oh, I still remember that fucking game. I think it was 2018. Remember when he—it was one of the biggest howlers ever dropped the ball and that won in the fucking game. That try.
1: Is <laughs> that funny? You remember the bad ones? Oh mate, that was a
0: fucking shocker of a decision. Absolute shocker. Um, yeah. But yeah, mate, I think we'll uh, we'll leave it there. That was a that was a good talk, mate. I was.
1: It was. I, I enjoyed I, your I, deep dive early in the show. I almost became just like one of the guys, you know, in the message <laughs> just just sitting there listening for half of it but everyone's just sitting
0: there taking notes going, wait till I fucking drop these fucking knowledge bombs on my idiot mates. (laughs) Um, But no, thank you for everyone who tuned in Um, some great fucking comments and whatnot. Uh, We've had a lot of great topics. So if you have sent topics in and we haven't got to them, we will get to them. So please, we always say, I think we get them at all hours of the night. So yeah, just us. Something comes to your head and go, Hey, if we had cloning technology, which fucking Knights player would you clone seventeen times and run out of the field? There's one for you. Yeah, so, like um, that, yeah. whatever it is, any hy- we don't care what it is, any hypothetical. What's your
1: favorite game day food? Anything, whatever, anything, yeah. just
0: random fucking shit. Whatever it is you want yeah. us to talk about, we'll try and get to and talk about it. Truly. So, um, huge thank you for tuning in. Massive thank you to our major sponsor for this show, Foghorn Brewery. Great fucking beer. I think. Great. Drop. Um, I've sunk quite a few of those in the bar already. Fucking delicious. Absolutely love it. They have a beautiful can. Um what's uh remind me again what's the red and blue one called?
1: Um oh, uh, it's that's called the Hunter, is it? I don't know, sean The name probably, escapes um, me. Yeah, I don't know. I just know they taste good. I'm the more of a lager man, so I like the classic, I think they call that one, which is their lager, but I like I like that. the that's pale nice. in the in the red and blue one, whatever that one. It looks yeah. fucking great. It looks Yeah, I know you've got it up on the yard. Um, the pale
0: looks Looks really, really good. So, it does um, huge thank you for, again for everyone tuning in. So the beanies,
1: beanies. Come yeah, with your
0: beanies. Get your beanies. Trust me, you'll look just as just as good as us. It might better. not be better um, than us, but you'll look just as good as us. oh uh, I don't know. Maybe um, better. Maybe better. Maybe better. Maybe. Uh, big,
1: big, maybe <laughs> on Yeah, yeah, a little better. um that yeah. be off by singing better?
0: Yeah um stalky thanks mate thanks for no thank you bro for for talking for talking shit always Um, a good time and then we'll be back again can you believe it we'll be back again three times a week we're doing this unbelievable um and look guys if you do want to support the platform please pretty pretty please um go along um like subscribe we're on all social media platforms now um you can find us just about anywhere. It would be greatly appreciated. It does help? You just go to our, for instance, our Facebook page. There's a little link there to leave a, a five star review. I know you guys would leave a six if you could leave a six. I know I'd leave a six star f- review for each and every one of you, fucking legends. Um, yeah.
1: But yeah, Give us a share too. Give us a share because you know we're trying to build this community, so the united, you know, Mate, community. If, so yeah, if you guys have. A mate who's been living
0: under the world's biggest fucking rock and that doesn't know what the night it is, mate. Tell yeah.
1: them about it. We want him in here. And the night it's just not us three; it's you guys as well. So we want to try and grow it as big as we can. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, guys,
0: um, I think we are. Uh, we leave it at that for this week. Let's again, we'll be back there. again for the Sunday show to talk up humongous victory against the uh, against the doggies. Fingers crossed, we can talk about a fucking victory we can't go a month of viewing without talking about a win so um yeah. yeah hope everyone enjoys the rest of your week and get the win on saturday and as always don't just have a good night have a new castle night. night
1: brothers in arms
0: we're more than a team and the heart of a sea, we wear on our sleeves for the red The blue till the end, we will fight. Singing long live the Newcastle Knights. Long live the Newcastle Knights. Long live the Newcastle Knights. For the red and the blue till the end, we will fight. Singing long live the Newcastle Knights.